Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. From where we stand, the life of Moses was clearly a brilliantly planned and executed masterpiece of the grace of God. From the perspective of Moses' childhood Egyptian peers who might have known his story, his life was a great tragedy of shattered dreams and forfeited opportunity. To the Israelites, Moses' life was largely a mystery. This man had seemingly appeared out of nowhere to boldly demand and secure their release from Egyptian bondage. But to Moses himself, in his early 80s, a glance back at his life might have left him wondering exactly what assessment to make of it all. He had grown up and spent his early adult years living in the palace, under the protection of Pharaoh, the ruler of the known world. He had access to every comfort and luxury available to a human being living in his day. He lacked for nothing. He knew his Hebrew heritage. His mother, Jochebed, had made sure of that. So when he occasionally considered the living conditions of his own people throughout his teens, his 20s, and his 30s, it would only be natural for him to react by thinking, wow, I'm sure glad I don't have to live like that. No doubt Moses had enjoyed the comforts and securities of living like a prince. For the first 40 years of his life, the royal palace of Egypt had been his dwelling place. The second 40 years of Moses' life had been quite a contrast to his first 40. After being chased out of Egypt for killing an Egyptian who was beating an Israelite, Moses had fled to the land of Midian. It was there that he met and married a young woman whose father hired Moses to keep his sheep for him. So this 40-year-old man, who had never known a day of financial hardship, now steps into the role of a shepherd, living in a tent in the wilderness, leading sheep from pasture to pasture. He spends many nights under the roof of his father-in-law with his wife and his son, but for a large percentage of his second 40 years, Moses had slept under the stars. For his first 40 years, the palace of Pharaoh had been Moses' dwelling place. During his second 40 years, a shepherd's tent was his dwelling place. Now he's about 82 years old. He had been used of God to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. They had spent a total of 18 months journeying through the wilderness. At every step, God had provided for them as he had said he would. And now they're camped at a place called Kadesh Barnea, on the border of the land that God had promised to their forefather Abraham many years before. Moses had sent a group of 12 men into the promised land to scope things out so that he could plan out how to proceed in conquering the land. And it's from this pivotal moment that a pondering rearward glance would have provided Moses with a drastic contrast between the first and second halves of his life thus far. After 40 days of searching out the land, the 12 spies returned, and the vast majority of them gave a woefully negative and hopeless report of Israel's current circumstances. Israel didn't stand a chance against the nations that inhabited the Promised Land. They all should have just stayed in Egypt. The last year and a half, at the very best, had just been a horrible waste of everyone's time. The hopelessness of the spies spread quickly through the camp, until this large multitude of Israelites was just one great mob of griping and sobbing people. Israel's response to this whole ordeal was the final blow in their faithless attack against the promises of God. 
He declared that this entire generation of unbelieving Israelites, everybody over 20 years old, would die here in this wilderness so that God could raise up a generation of Israelites who would believe him to lead them into the promised land. The Israelites would spend a total of 40 years moving from place to place. No permanent home, no security, little comfort. When the dust had cleared from these events at Kadesh Barnea, it's believed by some that that is when Moses penned the only psalm that would bear his name, Psalm 90. Psalm 90 is the oldest of the psalms, and it's the only psalm that we know for sure was penned by Moses. The title reads, A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. The words of Psalm 90 certainly fit the circumstances of Israel's leader at that moment. Listen to how Moses begins. Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Moses' dwelling place for the first 40 years of his life had been the palace of the king. His dwelling place for the second 40 years of his life had been a shepherd's tent. And he had thought that his dwelling place for the remainder of his life was going to be land that he would own and work in the promised land. Instead, he now knew that his next 40 years would be spent with no home at all. And he comes to the conclusion that, you know what? God has always been the dwelling place of the descendants of Abraham anyway. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. When God is your dwelling place, you're living in the best home possible. He is your refuge, your identity, your security, your future. Once you decide that God is your dwelling place, your physical circumstances aren't so important. You can be in a mansion, an apartment, a hospital bed, a prison cell, a rescue mission, or living on the street. When you understand what it means for God to be your dwelling place day after day, home is wherever God is. Christian, your Father in Heaven wants you to feel at home with Him every day. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay the